0: From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and Skywarn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser Phil Johnson.
1: All right, hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. Uh, This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, We always want to let you know if this is your first time listening or watching, uh, you know, if you're a a Stormfront Freaks virgin, uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, But we also hope that that you get a chance if you did like the show. Go to StormfrontFreaks.com and you can find some of our our previous shows, all the previous shows. Uh, This is... 61 so we have 60 other episodes with with great guests from the uh, weather industry people like jen carfagno harold brooks we've had on the show you're guaranteed to find someone that you know and love uh that's been through this already before but as i mentioned this is episode 61 and for the first time on this show so we've gone 60 episodes without ever having someone from australia on the show so that's kind of crazy but uh we have a storm chaser from aussie from down under we got daniel shaw with us tonight so looking forward to chatting uh, chatting it up with daniel he's going to be getting the lightning round treatment uh, and we'll also be bringing some weather fools to the table as well as bringing a new segment guys we've got uh tonight we're going to have weather trolls so this is a new segment we've got uh you're certainly not going to want to miss it because it's either going to really suck or it's going to be outstanding <laughs> I, I don't think there's going to be an in-between on that one but before we get to that uh, I want to let you know we're excited to be partnered up with helicitydesigns.com which is the leader in weather themed clothing and accessories for the storm freak and you. If you haven't seen these guys go to helicitydesigns.com. Besides their new weather geek club uh, that you can get in to earn rewards. They've also got an upcoming storm crate, which what this is, it's a weather geek subscription box. So you subscribe to this, And every month or every other month, however uh, he decides to do it, uh, you'll get a subscription box with all kinds of uh, sweet weather-themed gear uh, that you can be a part of. They also carry the exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks podcast gear, like the lightweight and flexible Best Damn Weather Show shirt. So this thing comes in various heather colors. You guys know those shirts that are like heather t-shirts, and it's got a little poly in it, so it's nice and stretchy and... Mm -hmm and then I love those things. Uh but you can get listen to this, you can get a 5% discount on your entire order when you use the code SFF. So SFF for Stormfront Freaks. Uh use that SFF code at checkout uh, and you'll get 5% discount on everything. You can find all of that at helicitydesigns.com. So let's go ahead and introduce our co-host it's always happy hour here at Stormfront Freaks Bar. Uh, we're going to start with MJ. Uh, what, what are you drinking at the bar tonight, sir? Got a simple Angry Orchard hard apple cider. Ah, it's, it's getting yeah. close to fall. It's hot as hell, though.
2: I know. I'm not God. feeling fall. Mm.
1: But it is September, so that's uh, that's about apple time. It's uh, snow on Pike's Peak. It, that's true. Maz, what are you drinking?
3: I am drinking out of my Nebraska Cornhuskers cup. Good old standard. Water. Because I just came from a pub, <laughs> I need to drink water. Really? Yeah, we were having a men's church group there. That's the okay. Best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Are yeah. you Catholic? I that excuse. <laughs> are you Catholic? I had a no. I'm You're probably not. the okay. only non-Catholic Italian you'll probably run into.
1: What? Oh, <gasps> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Dina, Dina, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh, I'm just drinking wine out of my cool. Let's check it. Wonder Woman wonder woman glass
1: yeah wonder woman for those listening she has a wonder woman wine glass i do all right well hey uh let's go ahead dina since we're on you let's go ahead and get to our guest and introduce our aussie tonight
2: all right tonight we welcome daniel shaw an australian storm chaser daniel often chases severe weather in sydney and captures events for the local media he serves as news director for severe weather australia and every year he travels to the united states between april and june to seek out some of the world's most powerful storms so if you're in australia and it's what maybe you, i think you said 11 a.m are you drinking anything over there
4: well yes um a warning to all viewers in advance this might get funny it might get sad at any point you can turn off or thumbs up whatever you like <laughs> to do plain water now there's a story behind this plain water is what i call water we're in outback steakhouse myself and my friend jeremy Holmes were chasing Mm. Plain water. We go sit down, order a steak. Waitress comes up. When shy and warming in America, he comes an Australian to Alpac Steakhouse. Yes, <laughs> I know. Just go with <laughs> this one. I asked for plain weird. water. The waitress, because of my accent, it's not that strong. It's not like I said, g'day, how you going? Can I get some plain water? I said, can I have some plain water? It's a little bit, little bit neutral. She's confused. She goes and asks the manager, what is plain water? And the Australian's asking for plain water. She thought I said pine water. Half the staff <laughs> go into oh a They're ask the way it is. That the manager has to come across and ask us, what's what's plain water? And the Australian's asking us for a plain water. Anyway, 15 minutes later, <laughs> more like four, but they come back and they say, we don't have any pine water. We're so sorry. And we're going, oh, my God. Oh, my so God. The story behind... Plain water is pine water. Now, a little bit later, I think the next day we're chasing. We find Piney Creek. Myself and Jeremy Holmes. We go and speak to this park park guy. We find the source of pine water, and we took a photo and found beautiful. it. beautiful. Oh, oh, nice! My God. That's that's the story about plain water. The rest Just go into any outback steakhouse and ask for pa- plain water, and they'll be confused. Guys,
1: that's what I'm drinking next episode. By the way, some pine water.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got to see if pine we can water. find it on Amazon or
4: something. <laughs> oh. I want rights to that. <laughs>
5: yeah, so Daniel, go.
1: Daniel, a uh, question for you. I, I think that, that I, and many would actually like to know. So obviously you're a storm chaser and obviously you've, you have been to the, I shouldn't say obviously, but you've been to the plains, great Plains, before, uh, every year, uh, since when, so when did you start coming here? What year?
4: Oh, I have to think about it. I think 2004 was my very first trip to the States. And mum, God bless her, said, hey, you should do a storm chasing tour. I already chased storms in Australia. I chased it for the media, chased it locally. I never really put much thought into it. And 2004, I was sort of like, oh, wow, this is what a real storm looks like. Went back in 2006, teamed up with um, Australia's, most one of the most respected storm chaser in the country, Jimmy DeGuara. Um, he really taught me a lot. Um, great appreciation for him and we chased together and it was i was terrified absolute terrified i mean i thought i'd chased news before i've seen everything nothing can compare to what you see out there a lot of people go out to the planes and think you know what you'll be fine you're not you need good experience 2007 i came back as just a little bit of a holiday baby man of storm chasing 2008 9 10 with charles edwards for a month at a time with cloud nine tours and charles was great enough to take me under his wing and teach me Forecasting and and close quarter storm interception. 2011 was my first real independent trip where I bought my own car in America and started to chase and do spotting. But it took many many years of errors, mistakes. So,
1: so, but tell me what. So, what's the weather? What are the storms like in Australia? What's storm chasing like there? How does it differ from? Uh, It's tricky. We have
4: we have a lack of road networks here. Storms move. Sort of out know, to sea or inland, but you can't get to them. I mean, you can, just depends where you are. But for me, I got to pay maybe twenty six dollars in road tolls. It takes me two and a half hours to go out of Sydney to actually go and chase a storm. So what I typically do is I just go to my local hill and wait for it to go past. And my real chasing's done in America. This is just baby stuff, I guess you could storm say. Storm watching. What?
1: So what are the storms yeah, like? Watching. Are you getting tornadoes down there? How many? What are I've they never, like? I've seen.
4: I've seen one waterspout in my life. Okay. In, in, off the coast once in god i've been chasing since i was 11 effectively um one water spout a few supercells one tornado supercell i've chased once off the edge of um kernel uh hit the water refinery um, very very rare but i never saw it it's, what, got to, what, you need to go to america
3: what part of australia you're from because it's like the size
4: of the united states isn't it australia is huge very, very similar, but most of our land is inhabitable because there's just no water out there. It's just all te- just all desert. No pine so, water.
2: <laughs> pine water. That's all you need is pine water.
4: But you this guys get tropical
2: cyclones too. Have you gotten any of that on film?
4: Uh, I don't chase cyclones because they're prolonged events. Once there's a cyclone, some of my friends do. Our assistant chief of staff, um, Justin Noonan, Andy Barber, uh, two of my good friends in up in um, Queensland, do. Uh, Chris Nitzo, um, from my Cyclone Chasers. We've got some great people we, we look after and help with Severe Weather Australia and manage their content, uh, and they chase cyclones. But they're prolonged events. They get stuck there for three or four days or up to a week. So we, we do have major flooding events. We do have major bushfire events. They're scary. And, of course, everything in between wants to kill you, even the <laughs> spiders probably caught my wall. Once, probably <laughs> Can you, at you imagine the, getting some storm mate. video
2: with, like, some kangaroos in the, in the
4: uh, That would be cool. That's quite common, but you got to watch out. Normally, because you come back at night and kangaroos run across the road, they're going to you're just going to hit hit them. I mean, these things are stupid. They're they're wonderful, adorable little creatures. But I mean, one of my uh, my chief of staff for Queensland, Jamie Nichol, he's coming back home. A kangaroo runs into his car when he's stopped. They're that stupid. So it's almost like the deer here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the deer that aim for you when you're stationary. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's pretty stupid. So the hazard, even the cute creatures want to kill you.
5: Oh, <laughs> how, how, about, how about like haboobs, Come You guys get Australia. any?
1: You guys, you guys get any haboobs, Things like
4: that down in, now. in Australia? Bombs, they're going to be a lot more common because we've had a, a, a big drought, uh, New South Wales, Queensland, okay. and parts of. We, we're in a big drought at the moment, much like California. Um, so that's an issue at the moment, but. Nothing quite like we see, my friend Mike Orbinski, uh, you're not going to see that in Australia very often, uh, uh-huh. more so in Arizona, just due to the way those storms work. But they do happen, uh, just not very often. So you- people- not- go, go ahead, Dina, go ahead. Gina. Go
2: ahead. Um, how do Sorry, people but- like, get into watching storms? Like in the United States, I think people love video of storm chases. Like what- how is that in Australia? Is it any different?
4: It's a much smaller community. Um, it's a, it's a much, much smaller community, but because there's very little road network and storms move quickly, you're not going to get a Colorado supercell that sits and rotates for seven hours. You're going to see a storm goes past you in 20 minutes. That's it. You go to the restaurant, you have dinner and you go <laughs> home and go to sleep. That's your storms. Um, you're looking at outflow shelf clouds, uh, Melbourne yesterday, some of our uh, members, Severe Weather Australia members got some beautiful f- photos in, uh, Victoria. Uh, that's the state, to the south, uh, far south of Australia, not Tasmania, but close to <laughs> it. Um, beautiful state, and that was just a shelf cloud that came through. So they're your biggest features. Supercells, a more a Queensland, Northern New South Wales feature, um, but nothing quite like America. Nothing. So wow. it
1: when when you decided to come to the the states, Daniel, to chase, you, you mentioned tours, but my question is, how did you? Finance the trip here? Was it a business? Uh, are, are you, yeah, was it a business decision? Uh, did the business help support that? Was um, the tour part of supporting that, or was it
4: just out of your pocket? Well, no, I joined Cloud Nine Tours as a guest just to learn how not to okay. get okay. myself killed. But sure, I did it <laughs> because good. I need, good place After to <laughs> what I saw in two thousand and six, I was out of my depth. I thought I could take on anything. The answer was no. I was scared by storms. I was in the car, terrified in two thousand and six. Um, it took a long time to get the confidence up to learn how to forecast learn how to do close quarter interception and in 2013 You know, you know what happened to me. So mm-hmm. the thing even when you're cautious things can happen, and I'm the first to admit to that
5: Absolutely um, um,
4: it, It's you got to be humble about what happens out there the fact is anyone who says I can predict a storm I know exactly what's gonna happen. You can get you can get pretty close I've forecasted things and it's happened right in front of me But sometimes it's just straight pot potluck but mm-hmm. storms when they're HP and they're dangerous Know when to back away. You you don't always need that photo or that video. Sometimes you need to just back off.
3: I like your video because you you type in there, well, this was a mistake that I will make again. You know, that kind of stuff where I was watching it going, oh, my goodness, I wonder if he's thinking. And then you actually typed it on the screen. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's thinking that.
2: You
4: <laughs> know? Yeah, I mean, um, the, the YouTube videos I put on, I don't put on many because they're a lot of work to produce. Uh, Hank Schumer, a good friend of mine, Pecos Hank, Hank, God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. We just had him on yeah. a couple uh, of He was on yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, one of the best video producers for Storms, I think, is Hank. Um, a lot yeah. of people say, I'd come second. We ran into each other and sort of <laughs> – I, I installed a <laughs> tracking device to his car. He just <laughs> – <laughs>
2: <doesn't>
4: know. <again. laughs> yeah, but do you have a snake. We, up, we ran into it. It's funny, that's the best thing about storms is you run into friends in the middle of nowhere. It's like I'm on Wyoming Road, 1744 Farm Road, sub on bump. it's like, there's my friend from Australia, there's my friend from Chicago, there's my friend from Slovenia, and we're just on a road in the middle of nowhere. That's what makes storm chasing special. Storms are a great part of it, but the best part is meeting up with friends and sharing that common love for storms. A big part of it is obviously storm spotting as well. I'll get into that a little bit later. But there's there's a lot to storm tracing, and anyone who goes there just for the storm is missing out on the best parts, which is your friends and sharing that passion, what we do here, and and fun stories. That's the best part about storm tracing. Anyone who doesn't do that is missing out on so much.
1: So when you came to the, the US, Daniel, what, what's different with the forecasting tools that we have to our that we've got access to compared to what you've got in Australia. What's the difference there?
4: Um, we've got a system called BSCH, which is not bad. Um, the fact that we actually have something. I really don't bother forecasting in Australia. I Honestly, I'll bring up Google and just say, is it going to rain today? Eh, it might be thunderstorms. That's as far <laughs> as I look. I might dial in a little bit more than that. But because we're not forecasting a tornadic event, I'm really – it's just – it's – don't get me wrong, I love this country, so it's my it's my home. But if I want weather, I go to America. It's that simple. The forecasting tools, everything we have available at our fingertips, I think we're spoilt for choice. And the tools available freely are just incredible. Yeah. But do you very have, like, a
2: network of radar sites like we do here in the United States?
4: Yeah. We do. They're not high resolution. We're using very basic apps. You, you, we have Doppler radar. You can see you can see detail in them, but nothing like GR Level 3. So chasing, you got to kind of sit there and go, what's that name of that town? You Google map the town, you try and work out where you are. There's no GR Level 3, which was what we use for radar software. There's no radar scope. It's just a simple app, or you can have a weather zone app. And it's got some detail there, but it doesn't have the same sort of resolution. Remember, the storms aren't really that big over here. We get decent storms, but nothing like put us away, you're not going to wake up and see half of brisbane relocated into the pacific ocean so or brisbane, but, as so, you call but
1: it. where you're so you're you're a news director correct so a national news director okay so how how are you focused strictly on weather or all news
4: um i do i'm i'm shifting my efforts towards weather um, i've done i've covered news for nearly 20 years i think 17 years now okay. um but covering news these days it's Not like how it used to be. Information's scarce. Um, And I think there's a lot... People don't appreciate media as much as what they used to. Media used to be a service. Now I think everyone calls things fake news. I think media is a very, very important part that should be respected. But again, everyone's after that sensational headline. I think covering important events, uh, seeing how our emergency services function is an important part. Anywhere in the world, holding them accountable, supporting them, seeing their heroism just how hard they work to support and uh, look after public and property. Uh, I think it's amazing. I'm mean, I've I'm a proud volunteer. I, I do a lot of volunteering with St. John Ambulance, so I'm not a paramedic, but I'm an advanced responder. So it's a bit like an EMTB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was after the 2011 Joplin incident, I was well out of my depth and I had no training. So I've actually dedicated a lot of my life to supporting uh, something which is very dear to my heart. Um, so it's it's tricky because I'm uh, you're st- between a news director or a news camera crew or a producer of, of news, and you also have a, a medical side to you as well. So I understand from both sides, and it's hard. It's it's a it's a hard industry to cover core news and see what's happening because you can. You, I've seen it from both sides.
1: So is there? Do you see a future in weather in Australia as far as a. New media, media standpoint, yeah.
4: Well, no, there's a media standpoint. A, a lot's changed in the past um, prior to becoming, uh, starting Severe Weather stray. I'll give you a quick synopsis of what we're doing. Severe Weather stray was started to support the Australian Storm Chasers content producers. What was happening is media would just often take whatever they need. Sometimes they asked, sometimes they didn't. And they'd assume anything posted online was for free. What was happening is there was about to be a, I guess you could say, a war between storm chasers and media. I stepped in saying, "Look, don't worry. These are good. These are good, hard-working media. They're under a lot of pressure uh, to produce news by a deadline. Let's work with them, support them. The cost models change. Mobile phones have changed. This broadcast camera, which may have cost eighty thousand dollars, I can do this with a mobile phone at times. Depends what you want to do with it." Yeah. But what we're doing is we're making content affordable and accessible. Now we manage, support two hundred and 34 people, partner pages, and look after about 1.85 million people. Uh, Within six to 12 months, we'll probably be looking after just over one tenth of the Australian population. And that's in about 18, 19 months. So lots changed and I think it's it's amazing seeing our Australian content creators and storm chasers start to support each other. And I'm really quite proud of that. Um, Really proud of that. And seeing how storm chasers are coming together, sharing each other's work. Media want to share that, they can hit share. They wanna run it on their own bulletin, we we'll pay a little bit of money, support them, support content. Otherwise, content will be dead. There'll be nothing left.
2: Hmm. Now, Daniel, I saw that you were working on a project. I was reading on your page. It was called Hailstone. What is that? Can you explain Oh, uh, That's it?
4: something you'd, you'd need to – it wasn't my project. It's something which I just um, was a part of shortly. But I had to break away from that on the Joplin incident. Uh, I found out whilst we're doing it. It's something I volunteered time with. But it's something which I, I was just a small part of, um, uh, and um, it was just a project on uh, intercepting hail. But I had to split from that after the 2011 uh, Joplin tornado to cover it for media.
3: Okay. When, when you were talking about how how big the storms are, I was trying to <clears throat> trying to grasp out there in Australia because I keep thinking, well, it's the size of the United States. I'm sure they have big storms too. When I moved from Nebraska out in the plains to Ohio, the 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 height of the storms decreased 20, 30,000 feet, and they were still pretty strong here, but nothing like when I went back into Nebraska and Iowa territory where they were like 70,000 feet. What do you get for, for cloud tops out there?
4: You can get decent supercells out here. You can get good 40,000-foot storms, okay. sometimes 50, but again, I'm in Sydney. Most of the stuff is shelf clouds, lower-based. Where I chase is different. I go to America for the biggest and the best. Yeah, Nebraska, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, North, South Dakota. That's where that's where you need to go. So Oklahoma, you can get some amazing if,
1: stuff. If there, Daniel, if there's a place in Australia, if you could choose to be, this is where I'd want to be. In Chase, where would that be? Southeast Queensland.
4: Okay. Big spiders. Big.
5: Uh, Big.
2: It's not the <laughs> cow remember, that's in the tornado. I it's a spider. Many,
4: many, Yikes. many years ago, I was state, I was. Um, my dad killed a spider with a mop. Mop was. Stand-up mop used to mop. Kill the spider. The legs protruded three inches. <gasps> oh, we actually discussed amazing, actually right. whether we should actually get a, a museum to come around or something like that. To, it was alive. Oh. It was on the wall. Huntsman spider. They oh. moved very, very quickly. Oh, my God. They hide in your car. They kind of just. I've had them sit just on my, oh my God. roof when I'm driving, and they just look at you. Yeah. They jump down on you sometimes. Are they- come wait, to Australia. It's great. On the inside? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, they actually they come in. They hide in the door frame. When you open the door, they sneak in. And when you least sus- suspect it, at night and you're coming home, singing to yourself, how does something like that, sneak in. Yeah. They, how do you they, not they see that? Sneaking It's, it's Australia. <laughs> Did they oh think God. it was like you know, like when you have
2: an older it. person and they're they don't have their glasses on, they open the door to call the dog, <laughs> and then you're. Yeah. Gonna yeah. And spider. then the kangaroo Weed. happens to oh slip God. by as well,
4: right? Oh my you, God. You, I mean, look, you guys have tornadoes. We have spiders and snakes. I mean, you. It's a beautiful country. Don't get me wrong, but everything here is trying to kill you as far as wildlife. Oh <laughs> it's seriously, it's not that bad. Come to Australia; it's, it is a beautiful place. But if you go out back, you better know your first aid.
1: So, you're, oh. so oh. have you been coming to the states every year then lately? Um, is this an every I year deal think for it's you? It's
4: fourteen trips. I'd have to work it out. I think it's fourteen seasons.
1: And so now it's obviously not. Too, so, so the purpose of coming here? Are you getting any? business out of this then is it through your severe storms uh business that that's creating it's, it's some additional a, revenue a, or what's a, happening i love
4: i mean i i love going to the america just to chase storms um i live stream i do some amazing stuff I actually report back to the australian media as well uh but again australian media is really after major events so when big things happen i'll help cover that for australian media um and i think doing that is my greatest passion but Australian media are really only interested when there's really big events. So unfortunately, there's got to be major destruction and death for something to cover. So I'd much rather come to America, enjoy myself over there, and chase a beautiful storm, and for it to not make the media. That's what gives me the most pleasure.
3: So do the people in Australia? Do they are they looking for you to bring back video from the states here to show them? what it's like,
1: yeah.
4: or is there an interest they in that? care that? less,
1: right? No, it's, it's
4: something I choose to do. Um, but for me, I actually, after what I saw in 2011, I mean, I thought storm chasing was fun and games and meeting up with friends. 2011, from Joplin, the Chickasha tornado changed everything for me. Storm chasing no longer became fun. It became, I don't want to say a mission, but something dear to my heart. I, I saw the first effects of what really happened. And I did my first search and rescue. I mean, I was there as media covering it, and had this gentleman come up to me and says, mate, can, can you help me find my daughter? Um, oh, I don't geez. talk about this often. I said, I mean, I'm going to help him. Um, he said, I said, where is she? <clears throat> In there. And <gasps> Obliteration. I'm asking oh basic questions. When did you the last see her? <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. Um, does she have a car? I, I don't know. Does she have a child? I don't know. Okay, maybe they're strange. Maybe they're not talking. Is this her house? I don't know. Ooh, sorry. Uh, um, and he just started going, we had propane leaking. I'm not trained for this stuff. I don't think anyone's really capable of understanding what happened that night. I did one. One. I got another volunteer emergency worker to st- stay with him because he was a danger to himself. He was going around the rubble. I'm sure there's a lady shocked, in the body. Yeah. It, rubble. Well, um, the shock. I've never seen so much shock in my life. He and was shocked that, or did he that.
2: get hit in the head or what?
4: No, no, he didn't get hit. His, I think his daughter got killed. But he was, he was in so much shock, he became a danger to himself. Uh, and I wasn't trained on how to deal with this, other than just being a human being and just assisting him. There was, there was not much I could do for him besides making sure he was safe. And he was going through the rubble. And I'm sure the body was under there somewhere, but oh I don't know why. So I came back. I did, my, I did my first aid course. I went, and oh, that was really useful. It was a great two-day <laughs> course. So but right, then I did right. my advanced first aid. I think I paid $500 for that. That was five days. I went, this is still doesn't come close to touching it. And eventually... I became a volunteer with St John Ambulance, and I joined because of training, but I stayed because of the people. And this is where you're going to have a plumber working with a surgeon. Uh, these are amazing people that have gone to become doctors, paramedics, and um, volunteer. Um, a bit like Red Cross, but we cover things like events, festivals, local fates, and community things. Major events, um, and it it gives me a lot of. Um, satisfaction working with amazing teams and a lot of my roles these days are of of a command role so liaison working with police ambulance fire uh, rescue national parks and so i'll I'll do a lot of com work as well um so doing radio operations and that's something which i'm i take a lot of part in so i've become um i think the first person internationally to become a skywarn storm spotter i Mm -hmm. went and actually went Uh, down to Hutto, Hutto, texas to do my official course i probably knew more about storms but I, i did it officially um, just so at least was done, did my advanced training. Nothing beats actually being out there though. Um, nothing beats, it, it takes years to learn. And I got my amateur radio license purely just so I could do storm spotting and amateur radio in America for no other reason than to help the communities I visit. And everywhere it is dear to my heart. And the feedback I've had, I mean, I dedicate a lot of my life for it and I, and I put Americans and the lives of others first over photos and videos. The cameras are all mounted, they can run themselves. When hell is breaking loose, if I can take part in that process, give good information, accurate information, quickly, concisely, calmly, which you'll see in the videos, that's what gives me the the greatest pleasure. And I think it's a great honour to be a foreign national, to partake in that system. I can't think of a better reward than that. Far greater than any like or tweet you can put out. How, how,
1: that, how, how big is amateur radio in Australia, Daniel? Uh, does it use much? Nothing,
4: nothing like America. No, it's, okay. I've never seen it used in emergency comms. I mean, it can be, but um, because I do emergency comms here with, um, I guess you could say, a volunteer ambulance service, amateur radio doesn't come into it. It's there if we needed it, but no one's really set up with it. Um, I think they're one of the best setups, and I'm going to give great credit um, to Bernard's team um, up in Salina, Kansas. Um, KLink. The K-Link network, um, which is in Kansas, runs an amateur network which goes across the entire state. I can key up nearly anywhere in Kansas, and I'm welcomed in with open arms and great friends mm. with everyone there. And you can say this, break VK2 FSV tornado two and a half miles south, south of Salina, Kansas. But the emergency management goes, t- 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 done, seven seconds The sirens are on. From picking up handheld mm. mic to having sirens on is about seven seconds. Wow. That, wow. That's impressive. That quick. He speaks Australian. Yes, he does. Good, good friend. a <laughs> so big props to them and their team. And I mean, I'm welcomed all over this, the the country as well. So for me, that's that's an important part of what I do. I'm not paid for it. I just it's something which after 2011, I've seen what can happen firsthand, and I really don't want it to happen. I'd much rather chase like the, that double landspout day. I just I did one spotter network report if I was lucky, but it didn't hurt anyone. That was a perfect day. Uh, I think it was Cope, Colorado, or Seabird, Colorado. That was an amazing day. I just sat there filming away. Perfect day. But when shit hits the fan, to be part of that network, to be able to calmly give reports, that's the greatest reward. And I think everyone, and this is something I really want to make a point with, um, corbin God rest his soul, my dear friend. We lost a dear friend um, and my other friends killed him uh, in an accident. We all know about that. And not to bring the show down. He was my protege with amateur radio. I remember helping him back driving back from Texas
5: Mm. to
4: uh, Oklahoma, and he was getting. He watched all my videos. He wanted to get an amateur radio. Got his license, following what I did, and I was helping him how to do a PL tone sweep, how to find a repeater. And I think, I think every single storm chaser that says I want to chase storms, get your ham radio license first. Get a radio Mm. on your car because I can tell you now you can get sixteen mile range on simplex when everything fails. You could hit the 1, 4, 6, 5, 550 5, frequency, 70 centimeter frequencies, and, and actually hear real time information. A bridge is out, power lines are down, people need help. We've got doctors, paramedics, nurses, first responders, firefighters out there chasing storms. And if they're all in amateur radio, and the good ones are, we've called for help in those frequencies. And that's the best thing I can promote to anyone who wants to chase. Get your ham radio license, I don't care how nerdy it is, that is what's gonna really help you and others when you're out there. Share mm-hmm. your passion. But when it goes to shit, know what to do and have the right training to help. Don't get in the way. Let emergency service be there first. But most times, you're there first. Know what to do and have the right people with you. So you've, you've,
1: first. I'd have to imagine you've got quite the uh, first aid. You bring some first aid supplies with you while you chase. Yeah. What, I mean, I've, I've what, had do you, it, I've what do had you have in years. your truck? Yeah. What do you have in your truck?
4: Um, I've had it for years even before St. John. I've actually got a f- full AED um, defibrillator. Uh, I think Mike Pendergast has one as well, which is good. There's another person mm-hmm. out there has got one uh, full resus kit. I mean, if you need to use a, a dfib out there, you're you're screwed anyway. Uh, it's probably going to be used on me for my eating fast food. <laughs> 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 I, I got one. That, that wasn't a joke. Um, no, no, that was a joke. Um, things like no. just basic first aid band-aids. The band-aid brigade, we're good at that. Uh, but knowing how it's the knowledge of knowing how to how to use it the biggest risk out there i think right. for us is lightning if you get directly struck by lightning i think we're all dead but if it's an indirect strike it, um well no if it's an indirect strike or is it just enough to stop the heart unless you have an aed on sure. site really within three to ten minutes you, you guys you're yep. gone if the you're the resuscitation crasher,
2: wouldn't help you need that right
4: Resus, you know, defib is the only thing that's going to restart that heart. Resus will, will really help in a drowning situation, but if it's a heart attack due to electrocution from a lightning, you need an AD. It's, wow. it's that simple. Mm-hmm. So if you're in r- remote Nebraska and a lightning strike's taken someone out, an indirect one, and someone started CPI right away, and someone had amateuria said, Hey, Dan, are you nearby using whatever call sign they want to use? And I'll stop what I'm doing and, and help them. It's not okay. what I'm there to do, but I mean, I'd expect everyone to do the same for me. It's it's a community out there. Yeah, it's do a family. You,
1: do, you, do you keep your chase vehicle in the states? Then do you have yep. you just have one in the states? Okay. Yep.
4: Twenty eleven, I bought a vehicle. It's it's expensive going to America every year. It's really expensive. <laughs> yes. um, I bet. Well, Crap, you, you got <laughs> car insurance you got to take care of. <laughs> oh God. Well, the thing is, my insurance is a fortune because it's not what I do. They they know what I do, but um, if the issue is because because registered in Las Vegas, everyone drives like. Uh, Sorry to oh the God. Las Vegas viewers. Please drive carefully so my germs can come down. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do that. After hey, that Daniel, an incident,
3: yeah. Daniel. You want to raise some money? I got an idea for you. You know, the Huntsman what? Spider thing. Americans, uh-huh. we don't have a clue on that. You combine that with tornadoes like Shark NATO, which uh-huh. is crazy, yes. and make it oh. Spider NATO. That would
4: make <sighs> you money. Yep. Yeah, I, I dare you to come straight and play with them. You'll be running down the road. Yeah. I would be <laughs> yeah, no crying
2: case. and running away.
1: All right, Daniel, I I, I do want to ask you one, one last question because obviously we've had a chance to uh, watch your video from El Reno, uh, Mm. which uh, you mentioned already. That was a crazy year. Um, I'm curious to know what, what your day was like, like picking your setup that day, like waking up in the morning, picking your setup and kind of how that day transpired to where, you know, finishing with good God, what, you know, what you were in at that moment. How'd that day work out and plan out for you?
4: I, you li- I survived. It? Yeah. You're speaking mm-hmm. to a ghost right now. Mm. It's that simple. I should not be here. It's that simple. And God bless Chucky for driving into me. Um, long story short, it was a no the brain of the forecast was a no-brainer. Everyone knew where to go. It was a very clear forecast. It started off. I was there chasing with my friend Greg Ansel. G'day, Greg. How you going? Yeah. from Arizona. He's he's a good guy, Greg. There was a pack, we stayed together all the way in case a car broke down, and we knew it was going to be a dangerous day. And Greg's trained in first aid as well. (sighs) Where do you go with this? Um, The long and short of it, there's a one hour, 11 minute video. I really suggest anyone who's never seen it watch the whole thing, switch your phone off, and remember to breathe. You watch, um, and G G Moore said this recently um, on my personal Facebook page uh, what events led to that day? And I said, watch the whole thing. I said, I put the whole thing on YouTube. There's only one bit which is missing is the audio when I get first hit by the truck. Mm. Um,
2: oh,
4: jeez. Very simply put, I made, I think, 11 risk assessments before we even went into that storm. I didn't know I was driving to El Reno as far as well, we could see it. I'm down there. We, we took our time. We drove down to it, watched it, went past it, doing 25 miles an hour east, southeast, went north two miles, went across. We're, it's behind us. Checking, I'm, I'm the only person on the entire Skyward net frequency. Double checking, triple checking, should have looked at radar. I stopped looking at radar. I trusted the radio too much. And they didn't know what's going on as well. I don't think anyone knew what was going on. I drove right into it. And I'm watching other cars coming towards me. I had Greg checking things as well. Long story short, if that truck did not hit me, I would have been killed. Uh, I was lucky because he was following me to work out. A lot of people look at the video and go, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. I'm not. It's a rear-facing camera, and the truck had already stopped once behind me previously. If you'd really watched Mm -hmm. the video, Mm -hmm. back about four minutes earlier, five minutes earlier, the truck had already stopped behind me, and everyone's he's just approaching. He's following me because he didn't know where to go. He just stopped 20 miles back. Long story short. I get to the point where the trucks hit me. If I didn't make that first decision to pull forward, I would have been crushed to death. I made the decision to pull into the truck. Remember, Greg had already been killed. My storm chasing partner, Greg, was dead. Got him on comms, he wasn't there. He flipped frequencies when he tried to do evasive action for himself. So as far as I'm concerned, Greg's dead. I'm by myself, I've been hit by a truck. It's flipped over, it's sucked around, i inside a tornado, which doesn't exist. El Reno is still south of me. This is another tornado. I didn't realize this was El Reno. After a minute or 55 seconds, I make the decision. What can you do? Every warning light's flashing on my car because it's smashed out the back tire. I don't know if the axle's gonna fall off. I think I got one move, turn the car into the semi, act as a pendulum, give it a bit more grip, stay on the road. But I've got one move. I make that one move six seconds later, sub vortizing hits, picks up a half-loaded semi-trailer in line with a windfield, embedded in grass, and it still picks it up twice. Wow.
5: By myself,
4: I was I was by myself, I was Matchstick into the wind, but because I made that move and made that decision to make that one move beforehand, it wasn't taken. That last four minutes and twenty seconds, and it got very, very graphic. Sometimes I wish I didn't have medical knowledge. I was working out specifically anatomically how I was going to die. I won't go into the details. It got extremely graphic. At one point, and I will share this with you guys for anyone who thinks. They want to, this is a safety video as well. Anyone who wants to go chase a rain-wrapped HP monster, think about this. You're in a car with a fire helmet on, because that's all any protection I had besides clothing, and you strap your helmet on tight, you do the seatbelt up, lock it in place. Seat up as high as I can. So when the car goes airborne, and hopefully, please God, it lands on its roof, crushes my neck and closes my airway. Oh jeez! That's what I wanted to happen because I knew I was going to die. I just wanted to be quick, so I was working out mechanically what's the quickest way to die. I'm thinking, crush the neck. The best best way to do it is to have hopefully hit hit the roof and crush my neck. That's what I was expecting to happen. In the end, it didn't. In the end, it didn't.
2: Jesus. Does so anyone want
4: to chase an HP monster? And the whole thing I put on YouTube, I owned up to it. I screwed up. I went and drove into it. Even after doing all those safety assessments and risk assessments and didn't lose situational awareness. I knew exactly where I was. I just didn't realize that, just didn't realize it had turned. I stopped looking at radar. I trusted other sources. You need to know what you're doing on days like that. Just back the hell away. And ever since then, people say, do you have PTSD from that incident? I did a little bit from the next year, but now I'm just careful. If it's HP rain wrapped, what are you gonna see? I can see, it. I can, oh, oh, I'm dead. Wow, what's the video going to look like? Well, your car flying. Good luck selling it. Your estate might get a few dollars for it. Right. Not going to help you. So think twice about when you want to chase an HP monster just to see that tornado. Be patient. It's going to cost money. You want to see some so tornadoes? What, it's going to take time.
1: What What What's your confidence level now, Daniel? That you've got the uh, first aid, the advanced first aid training, and medical, emergency medical training you've got to be able to, when you come across things like Joplin again in the future, how, how does that how does that help your confidence level as a chaser? Because I um, think that's important for people to know that the, um, I think I'll, that's a huge
4: part of what you can get as a I'll chaser. I'll give an honest answer. Less than what it was before. And any emergency service worker would say the same thing and say, good on you, mm. Daniel, for saying it. Because yeah. I'm trained to the level I am, I, no one's prepared for that. Well, ambulance is what from five states? Was it hundred and was it 150 dead, thousand injured, hospital wiped out? Who who can prepare? Oh, I've got a first aid certificate and some band-aids. You're, you're more best. aware of what you can't do, is probably the, the problem. I'm more right? aware of what I can't do. Yeah. The biggest issues, is, and I've been taught by a lot of friends, power. One thing I do have which is helpful, something called an AC hot stick when power goes down. And I've been taught this by People who do high voltage, energy. I mean, I'm not remembering to be trained this formally is is a big course. Power line down, power lines being down is a big issue uh, because they can recharge randomly. Sometimes when they go down, they can recharge in fifteen minutes. Sometimes it's a couple. Sometimes it's five. So you got power lines down. Are they dead? Well, yeah, they look dead. They're not sparking. Well, they can recharge and re-energize. So you want to go and I'm going to go be the hero and go in and help people. Well, that power line recharges is a twenty-two thousand volt line. You're dead at 30 metres. Yeah. And it just, it's just a sudden recharge. So I, I've, I carry the right gear to test it. But the thing is, be rule number one, check for danger, send for help. If you can help people nearby, set up triage where you are, be prepared for it and call the right resources and don't go in and be an idiot. Um, do it mm. slowly, do it methodically, have the right people with you and do it teams of two. Mm. Minimum, if you're mm. there first. If you're going to go by yourself, you're going to get yourself killed. So know what you can't do, and be prepared to wait.
2: That's some and good advice. Be har- to be- and it's yeah. and
4: it's going to be harrowing. And you are, if it's in a major situation, you are going to watch people die. Uh, people tornadoes can be amazing, beautiful, fun, but there's an ugly side to them. Know when to switch gears, and know when to put the warnings first. That's good.
1: Well, well, hey, on that note, uh, what, what what's the best way uh, that, that our viewers, listeners can either find you, contact you if they've got questions, or, or follow you on social media, Daniel?
4: Best thing, if you're an Australian storm chaser, sign up to Severe Weather Australia. There <laughs> of you go. Course, yeah. 90%, 95% of more you have anyway, so that, that's beside the Point um dot the Twitter account Daniel Shaw au I'm sure you'll put the, put the links out there somewhere type in Daniel okay, Shaw so storm chaser Daniel Shaw will find me really easily and. Very
3: good. Daniel at spidernado.com. I'm just saying. There you <laughs> go.
2: go. That's it. Sorry, That's just hold on a second. What
3: was that
4: domain name again? Dan <laughs>
1: Daniel
4: at spidernado. spider-nado. Hey, thank
1: he's, you, He's in the future, so he <laughs> yeah. should already know. That's right. Right, He's, he's already <laughs> in Friday and, and it's Thursday. He's
4: outstanding. I'm just going to have a sip of my pine water.
1: Very nice <laughs> Very good. well
2: you know, hey him on the camera if you could see on that white wall behind him a big spider crawling up the wall that would,
1: oh, man. That would be freaky. <laughs> oh hey he, what's that he, sound he, he, uh-oh Whoop. i i think uh, i think it is time everyone's wondering what the hell's going on what was that uh it is time for our lightning round uh yep. so this is our game show of brilliant questions for our guest. we always invite everybody to play along as well uh, tonight, we're going to play something I'm going to call Three Strikes and You're Out. So Three Strikes and You're Out. So this is it's played a little bit like Family Feud. So I'm going to pit, Daniel, I'm going to pit you against the freaks. The only difference with fam- from Family Feud is you guys each are going to have a top 10 list, but they're different. It's a different top 10 list. And the goal is to try and guess one of the, the top 10 items. Uh, but if you miss, you're going to get a strike. And whoever gets the three strikes first is out. And the other person or the other team is the winner. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. huh Kind of makes sense. Okay.
4: <laughs> so, so, here's,
1: so here's what we've got. And, and Daniel, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. So your goal, your top ten list, is the top ten things Australians think about America. Okay? Oh. So these are these are things Sorry, that, that
4: your, your are broken up. They are cut hear. Yeah, so
1: that doesn't mean you have to think these things, right? right but these right. are the top 10 uh-huh. things Australians think about America. What's uh, what's weird about what's going on in America that you've discovered? Okay. And this comes uh, from the odysseyonline.com. So that that's so I'll start with you. First question. You just got to pick. What do you think is one of the top 10 strange things that Australians think about America? Your politics. Yeah. Our politics. All right, let's like check. With I kept the, that pretty open ended. Yes. Let, let's check with that's the judges. The you know, and, and I'll say this, um, judges, what do you say on that? Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, sorry, that, oh, that is, no that's way. not on the top ten. Now, here's the challenge: is this top ten list could have come out prior to 20 what? Yeah, did 16?
2: it come out b- before 2016? Yeah, it
1: might have. So that that's maybe not while it's on there, but that is a strike for you, Daniel. Huh. Sorry. Um, but you're we, right. We don't play favorites.
4: I, I, I formally contest. We don't play favorites. Like that's okay, fair.
1: That's yeah, I would too. We we got to update our list, judges. Uh, let's update that list. Okay, they're gonna yeah. check on that. All right, freaks. So where where do you guys? Um, and I'm just gonna go down the line. So I'm gonna, Maz, I'm gonna start with you. All right. you, You're gonna be the first one. Uh, you guys, your list is the top ten things Americans get wrong about Australia. Uh, comes from alternate what, what are the top 10 things that, that we as Americans get wrong about Australia? Go ahead, Maz. What do you think? Uh, there's crocodiles everywhere. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you this. I, I'm going to give you that, that there's koalas and kangaroos and wildlife literally roam the streets. <laughs> so ah. it, wasn't,
4: it wasn't specific I to alligators. You are, no, break, break. That is <laughs> the biggest lot of rubbish I've ever seen. My life. If, you, if you see a kangaroo... There was a kangaroo that hopped across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It made international news. It's like, what's a kangaroo? It doesn't happen. If there was a kangaroo bono, I'd be pissed. I was right. No, film. and
1: that's the point. That <laughs> that's, that's yeah, these right. are the things Americans get wrong about Australia. Is and oh, so the, the okay, thing okay. that's okay. wrong. So it's a little different they're than every, yours. Oh, they're everywhere. Right? Okay, yeah. Enough. Is is so that what we get wrong is that we think koalas and kangaroos and wildlife are just roaming the streets.
4: Well, it depends where you are, though. If you if you're in regional sort of semi regional, <laughs> well, they, they actually they actually do.
1: Uh, Rames, hey, I, hey, you can take it up anyone? with uh, alternet.org, okay? You go to yeah, them and complain. I might, I might just do that. I, I don't care <laughs> to hear it. All right, so we're back to you, Daniel. Top 10 things Australians think is weird about America or something that you think about America. Oh,
4: I'm being so careful with what I'm saying here. We about America,
1: the gun laws. The gun laws. So why do you say that? What's different
4: than what the gun laws in Australia? You guys don't Guns are banned here. Yeah, we all—all we, we, all our guns got. This is again it depends who made the list. If an Australian made the list, that would probably work. But if the American made a list, you wouldn't think about it. We we banned guns, uh, automatic firearms years ago after a massacre. Yeah,
1: happened
4: yeah. a long time ago. Okay, so that's my official answer. I know I'll get a strike for it. All right, no, well, I'm the, checking
1: with the judges, straight. and judges say. Judges are going to give that one to you, Daniel. They, they, uh, they're saying that that equates to everyone is so nice and friendly in the United
5: States, (laughs) um, that, that we'll let people carry
1: guns. We we've got those kind of gun laws. All right, let's go to the freaks. Uh, Dean, I'm going to you top 10 things Americans get wrong about Australia.
2: Um, maybe that everybody has to do, do you call it a walkabout? (laughs) Does everybody do a walkabout?
1: What's a walkabout? Like, isn't Define that. Really?
2: Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a walk what about. is it
1: Define it. I mean,
2: I'm getting this from like, Crocodile Dundee.
1: Exactly. What is a walkabout?
2: Like where they go and they walk through, like
1: the back um, bush, the yeah. just for fun.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. We got to check with the judges on that. All right. So we're gonna give you, Australians live in the outback. That's <laughs> that's what we get wrong is we just think all Australians live in the outback. <laughs> um i'm not playing favorites I'll, I'll, here Daniel.
4: I'll, I'll give you that one hey, i awesome i
1: gave one. you everyone is so nice and friendly <laughs> for gun laws so we're daniel we're back at you you got one strike uh top 10 things australians think about america what else
4: you drive on the wrong side of the road
2: uh.
1: drive on the wrong side of the road you know it's funny because i thought i saw that somewhere uh, but judges are gonna say, no, that's, that's oh, wow!" Not oh. top ten. Not top ten. All right, uh MJ. We're to you. What do we get wrong about Australia? Microphone. Uh, yeah, I got it. Um, all they
0: ever do is drink beer. Uh-huh.
1: All they ever do is drink beer. They drink Foster's and a lot of beer. That's one oh, yeah. thing oh, we get yeah. wrong. Foster's
0: Australian for beer, isn't that you
1: know? Uh, yeah. So Daniel, I thought I read somewhere <laughs> oh, okay. that you that that your country is more apt to drink wine than beer. Would that sound right?
4: You will not find a Fosters if you go to any pub, yeah. bar in all yeah. cities. Uh, you you cannot find a Fosters. I want what? you to retract that. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Fosters it's a it's a marketing thing. Wine sure. does exist? Yeah, but no. no it, and and like, so that's one thing we, love our, we, we get love wrong. Our
1: beer. That's what we get wrong about you guys. That's so that right. that was number two. Yeah. So it was there. Uh, um, what was I going to ask you about? Um, oh, what's what's the American import, most popular American import to drink in Australia?
4: I don't know
1: like American beer? Do you see that in the pubs anywhere? It would be in a...
4: probably, Jack, it'd probably be Jack Daniel's whiskey, but I don't think there's like a heap of... I mean, I I'm not really a big drink. In fact, I very, I'm very. i a very, very boring... Oh, well, you drink a lot
1: of pine water. We've learned that.
4: Pine water is <laughs> yeah. yeah. what does it for me. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we're back Plain
1: to you, Daniel. Water. You got two strikes. Uh, We've got to find one more thing Australians
4: think about America. <sighs> that the entire country is populated from coast to coast.
1: Okay. Populated coast to coast. And that would be your third strike. That was incorrect. Uh, So I'll quick run through this. Everything is is so cheap. So we must be pretty cheap, inexpensive here compared to the costs in Australia. Uh, Why don't your crossing lights make noise? I guess our crossing lights, your crossing lights make noises to cross the streets. They they don't. Uh, What's with the one cent coin? Do you guys not have like a penny or a one?
4: We No, we used to, but we got rid of it. We ran to the nearest five cents. You were smart. You were oh, good. Okay. Uh, good why idea. don't you
1: add sales tax to the price tag? Uh, why is your cheese oh, orange?
4: That's a good one. Yeah. I why is your that
1: cheese one. orange? Uh, it, also, your portion sizes are huge. Are our portion sizes that ba- of like big? Of oh course. If you go ever. to
4: Las Vegas for a buffet, the portion sizes are huge. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's oh God, uh, danger, in America.
1: Apparently we have a big liking for ranch dressing on everything. Uh we have too much water in our toilet bowls. And uh you guys have no clue what the hell Fahrenheit is and I guess we're we're a Fahrenheit country. <laughs>
5: I,
4: I quote Fahrenheit. That's got to that's
1: got to make storm chasing kind of tough. Uh and then the, what we get wrong about Australia you guys missed. Uh you've got danger, uh you're dangerous because you have killer wildlife, but crap from what you said yeah. that is true. Yeah, Huntsman spiders running around. Um,
4: Hun- Huntsman's are, are perfectly fine. They're just scary.
1: Okay. Uh, also, we get wrong thinking you've got great human rights record and a bill of rights. Apparently, you guys do not have a bill of rights.
4: We have a constitution. I've never read it. I'm okay. Sure. Like, bill Jim Jeffrey said it best. Jim uh, Jeffrey said it best. Uh, you, his, you guys... You no guys don't, studies
1: there. Yeah, you guys don't go around saying you're cooking shrimp on the Barbie. Um, your <laughs> yeah, toilets don't flush in a reverse direction because uh, you're down south. Uh, uh-huh. Aussies are fit and tan, and we've learned from your coloring tonight that, that that's probably not true. <laughs> mean they
2: don't all look like <laughs> Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Thor.
4: Wow. I swear I will delay this broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I mean. <laughs> and, they, and they can all sit there painfully while I make it perfect. Oh, All way. right. No. So
1: anyway, hey, great, great job, great job playing along with us, Daniel. Uh, hey, we definitely appreciate I that. Ask, Go ahead. I got to ask
3: Daniel a question. If I ever get down there, I heard this. I don't know if it's true or not. If you order two beers and you hold your hand up the wrong way for ordering two beers, is that a bad thing? One if you, like if you have a credit card and you pay, or you pay cash. <laughs> I'm sure <it's> fine. No, <laughs> like how do you how do you signal your bartender two beers? Show me.
4: Okay, I want, if you... If I, I, current, I, I say it. If it's for me and a friend or whatever, I just... But
3: you can't turn your hand backwards. Do, yeah. You can't turn the hand backwards and do it? Is
4: I don't that think right?
3: anyone can. I think they just want their money.
1: They, <laughs> hey, Maz, they flip people off down there all the time. I, I don't know It's what really it was, no big so deal.
4: Okay. We're larrikins. We're very easygoing. We're a friendly bunch.
1: There we go. All right, so, hey, we obviously, we've been talking storm chasing with Daniel. If you're like me and the freaks... You you probably have got the itch to go storm chase right now, but the problem is this time of year is not necessarily ideal for chasing twisters, but no fear because the Indiana storm chasers convention is right around the corner and open to anyone excited about weather on Saturday, November 17th. You can make your way to Indianapolis. You can hear from speakers representing the chasing community, national weather service, private weather businesses, and more Registration is only $25 for the all day event and students. Uh, you can actually register for $15. If you want more information and to register before it fills up, go visit I N D for Indiana. I N D ChaserCon. uh, again, that's I N D uh, to go ahead and register. We're going to take a short break. Uh, stay right here. We've got our weather fools and our new weather trolls to introduce to you next.
0: Do you have a product or service that needs to get in front of thousands of weather fans? If so, you can partner with the Stormfront Freaks podcast and be heard and seen over multiple platforms. To get more information, go to stormfrontfreaks.com and click on our partners or send an email to phil at stormfrontfreaks.com.
3: I know he's in spirit Hello, here with Brady. us right now, right? I know this is his favorite segment. I got to tell you, it is kind of growing on me a little bit. It's time for Weather Fools. It's where you find video of people just doing dumb stuff that they know they shouldn't do and yet they do it daniel that was not for you by the way
2: even, oh, thanks. Thanks a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're gonna be my next episode don't worry about it i won't do it while you're here exactly all right dina so you have one
3: tonight
2: yeah and um i've got to share my screen to do this because this is from newsflare and this is um you know, I, you know how I always show people driving through flooded waters? Well, this is like one of the worst because this is a school bus in India that um, oh, drove through this flood. And, you know, what do you think? That water
1: is moving. That water is moving. Yeah, how do you and miss that? You don't
2: that? know where. You don't know how deep it is, you know, or if it's going to have like a sinkhole underneath. Here we go. It, here goes the bus. Like, oh, we need we can get yeah. out. Oh, my we God. Go. it's That's that's they up to the lights,
1: up to the headlights. They,
2: they made it. but oh, yeah, they made it.
1: Oh, yeah They did. You know but what the kids are look saying. Look at all those kids. There's all these kids on the bus. Oh, it is a ridiculous. school bus. Oh, my God. They, they were and, saying. And, and saying there's like understand.
2: those bars on the wall or the bars on the side of the bus. So if something happened. Yeah, they can't even get out. They
5: can't get out. But you yeah. can't be
3: late if you're tardy for school
5: you're i've
1: been emailing our ambassador us ambassador in india telling them you've got to introduce turn around don't drown and they're right. working on it they're working on it okay <laughs> they haven't shared it yet but they're working on it did you really no okay right. but hey we're, we're we should because we are uh, ambassadors, Weather Ready Nation ambassadors. We, I mean, we should because that might not just be the U.S., right? That could be the world. We could be worldwide Weather there Ready Nation go. ambassadors.
4: Since since when did common sense just disappear? Was it like two thousand and four? Yeah, 2006? do you have to be
1: in a certain country to to have common? Yeah, that's yeah good point. Isn't, there isn't that's
0: any around
4: here anymore. Just just sign. Good point.
2: Yeah, I, I'm in a hurry, so I'm going to take a bunch of kids across this flooded roadway in a bus.
3: Yeah, it's fake common sense. Yep. fake fake <laughs> common sense
2: <laughs> all right oh hey, sorry
3: i t- forgot it Still. yeah, yeah so
1: maz M- is not used to doing weather uh, I know, i'm know. i like oh.
3: okay Brady. oh it's right brady okay so phil you've got one
1: right i i do have a weather fool and, and it's a little bit along the lines of uh what dina had uh it is also a flooded uh driving situation uh however this is from twitter this is care of <laughs> this oh, is that's- care of live storm chasers <laughs> Livestormchasers.com and it is a <laughs> old grandpa who's got his little scooter and he is driving through flooded waters in his little scooter and <laughs> he's, speech. he's got his nice little flag behind him, you know? So he knows this, this guy probably visits uptown quite a bit, he's but, moving. uh, he just That's said, annoying. you know, this flash flooding in my street is not going to stop me from getting to the drugstore. It's a no wake zone.
4: You know what? I've got a really big issue with that. Do you know what my issue is? It, filmed, it was filmed vertically. Everyone. <laughs> oh, that's what you saw. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all watching everyone. Grandpa in the up. flood. See this? See this little phone here? Okay. It's not that hard. It's, oh, it's it's so hard to turn, turn your camera oh. that way. Okay. Look at your TV. Seriously, get your TV, mount it vertically and see what happens and watch it crash to the floor. Everyone, this is a mobile Isn't phone. That amazing? Your right. camera. Turn the camera sideways. Public safety announcement.
1: You're, you're you're you are a uh, you're you're a video yep you're a video what do you call that a video snob video snob uh, video Angry. snob, yep. video snob. Yeah. we're we've all reading, watching grandpa go balance. through the flood and Daniel's going why the hell are they uh taping
3: shooting this vertically
4: absolutely vertically. <laughs> <That's vertically. laughs>
3: yeah. so I'm if you right. want to see grandpa and uh, any of the other videos we've seen shown you so far you're not sure what the links are you can check them out on stormfrontfreaks.com episode sixty one show notes. Is that right? Is that That's right. right. You All got right. that
1: right. And All Hey, right. Th- one thing I want to share too, is, uh, we, we out, we can't, we've, we've got Daniel here from Australia. We talked about, uh, Indiana chaser Con. We can't forget our friends to the north when it comes to storm chasing. Fortunately, there's an upcoming opportunity in Canada as well, uh, coming up in just a short few weeks on Saturday, September 29th, you can attend the chaser Con Canada, which is going to be in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, it's open to all weather fans, and you can still get the early bird price of, uh, get this, 52, $52.22. <laughs> and that's Canadian dollars, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you happen to live in Buffalo, New York, and you want to cross the border and head to it, six it's, it's going to be man. less than that. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can go ahead and register at their Eventbrite.com site. So that's eventbright, which is B-R-I-T-E.com. Uh, go to that site. Go ahead and search uh, ChaserCon Canada. You'll find it there. They've got great speakers, including past guest, a uh, friend of Daniel, but he's an Emmy-winning storm chaser. Michael Binsky is going to be a guest Oh yeah, uh, up there at, uh, at ChaserCon Canada. Uh, so, again, go to eventbrite.com uh, to go ahead and register. So we're going to take our final break. You can refill your drink when we come back. It is going to be time. For our new segment, it's called Weather Trolls, and as I said earlier, this is either going to be a big hit or it's going to be a big bomb. But we certainly need you to let us know. We'll be right back. This is Michael Binsky, Emmy-winning photographer and filmmaker of storm chasing and time-lapse films. Lesser-known wedding photographer, and you are
0: listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under
3: the moon let's take a drive under the somber sky all right hey everybody
1: welcome back Uh, i'm excited we're going to be introducing a new segment we're going to call this weather trolls and and we've been scouring social media for examples of ridiculous comments made to television meteorologists and other well-known weather people uh to then go ahead and enter into our so we've got this one-of-a-kind weather trollbot 5000 so we just purchased this uh from the massive bank account that we have here at stormfront freaks <laughs> yeah. podcast drained it you did yep <laughs> and this is a one of a kind it's called the weather trollbot 5000 wow. so we enter it into, into this uh computer and then what it does is we're going to discover what our weather friends were really thinking when they responded to that foolish comment. So we will, we'll enter this in. So mm-hmm. let, let, let me share with you the fruit. We got a couple, I'm going to, st- and like I said, I, I don't know what this thing's going to spit out tonight. So this is why this could be a bomb, uh, or it, it, it could spit out some really interesting information. But the first one I'm going to go to. So Aubrey Urbanowitz. so uh, some of the freaks you might remember, Aubrey was an episode 10 guest. Mm. wow Uh, ago. she's yep but she's a tv meteorologist at whsv in shenandoah valley virginia Mm. and and she had this comment sent to her uh from joetta so this is joetta she's our weather troll she said aubrey i love your weather spot you do a wonderful job it's pretty nice right Mm. i am however wondering why you wear the same style dress over and over again i think someone's making them for you out of the same pattern but with different colors. You really need to change your style a little bit. You're so attractive and these dresses are making you boring. So that, that was the troll. So Aubrey actually responded to this on Twitter. Uh, she said, apparently my dressings are boring. I guess comfortable and professional is boring, but I'm also more than a dress. I'm a scientist with a skill. Would you say the same to make, uh, anchors who rotate between five to six suits? Uh, she did hashtag double standard hashtag more than a dress so here's what I'm gonna do this is how this works uh, I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna punch this into our uh, weather troll bot 5000 uh, so I'm gonna type this in just a second all right and then we're gonna kick out we're gonna find out uh, what this thing's gonna say and uh, so let, let's see what uh, the bot has to say
5: here is what Aubrey was thinking hmm. are you really wasting my time and yours with feedback about my dresses I would love to see your fashion degree or find out what makes you an expert. Mm. Me? Well, I guess my bachelor's degree in meteorology and my National Weather Association seal of approval aren't enough to focus you on my scientific skill at forecasting your weather. Do you give a about anyone else at our station wearing the same suits? How many professional outfits do you own, you weather troll? I'm calling for a wet cloudy day in your boring life.
1: Okay, wow. Wow. I didn't realize Aubrey was thinking that throughout the day, but, okay.
4: um, wow. I, th- okay. I, 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 th- I, th- I think the, the weather bot needs to be taught about broadcast standards. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and
1: I, 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 did get the weather bot on sale. Um, so that certainly could say a lot about what, what we're kind of getting in response here, but uh, I got one more. We're going to try another one here. Uh, this one is Jeff Beamish. Uh, he's a TV meteorologist at KVOA TV in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, so you've probably been down there a few times, Daniel. Uh, so here was the comment. Uh, this came from uh, one of the viewers. Connie said, "I might as well ask my dog to predict the uh, predict the weather as you. You have all that equipment, and any moron could have located, at, uh, could have sorry looked at the sky and predicted thunderstorms, but not you." Yesterday you said, today would be 40%. Then today you said 30%. Quit flirting with Miss Prissy and do your job. You're paid to accurately predict the weather. When I was a little kid, the guys on the radio with very little equipment did a better job than you. The farmers would have fired you in short order. At least you weren't hired for the size of your boobs like channel four. Uh, and Mr. Mumbler couldn't hold his job in any other market except the Tucson dumbass market. Don't you people have to take diction and pronunciation? Uh, well, so, yeah, that was a friendly, well, friendly comment. So. So here's what Jeff. Here's how Jeff responded. Right. This was his actual response on, on Twitter. He said, uh, uh, actually, this might have been uh, Facebook, but said, hi, Connie. Yep, I'm f- I fully admit yesterday's forecast was not great. I've had a few forecasts go awry during my decade in the desert. Further proof that weather is and always will be an in- inexact science. That being said, please consider what you publicly post on social media. We are human after all. Oh, that was so, nice. Yep, so here's what I'm going to do, because I, I, I'm curious what Jeff was really thinking, right, when when he uh, typed uh, that up on Facebook. So let me enter what uh, what Connie posted here and Jeff.
3: I'm concerned what Jeff was thinking. Okay, I, and, I and uh,
1: we're going to go ahead and see do a little calculations, and uh, let's see what uh, Jeff might have been thinking.
5: This is what Jeff was thinking. Okay. What's up, Connie? Obviously not your shitty oh. attitude yeah. I was a hey. bit off on yesterday's forecast if you've lived here for long you might have a clue that this time of year can be tricky with where storms will decide to pop up sounds like you might be happier with the farmer's almanac in your hands send me your address and i'll deliver one to you while you're at it send me your work number so i can do a reference check to confirm that you are operating at 100 percent perfection in your job because if not I'll ask the farmers to fire your ass too, since in your world they employ us all. Have a nice <laughs> day.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So apparently, that's maybe what what Jeff was uh, actually thinking. I don't know. <laughs> we'll 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 have to ask Jeff how close our our uh, weather trollbot five thousand really is um, on sale. But anyway, uh, so uh, here's here's truthfully, if if any you guys listening or watching, if you like that segment. Uh, send me an email at phil at stormfrontfreaks.com and, and send me any links to other situations like this where you've seen weather trolls saying this stupid, ridiculous stuff to your weather friends and how they've responded. And we can go ahead and plug that into the weather troll bot 5,000, uh, in future episodes and find out, I guess what kicks out. So I'm going to MJ turn it over to you. Any, uh, questions, responses from our listeners and viewers?
0: Well, we had uh, Jennifer Brindley-Ubel, who was a guest, uh, oh, I think, yeah. uh, in the past for us. Uh, she just checked in after the uh, Karen uh, Kosiba episode um, and, and said real hero material and a little Absolutely. Uh, little heart. So thanks, Jennifer, for checking in on that. Appreciate it. Everybody else, uh, give us your feedback on, on Twitter or Facebook uh, or um, on uh, your favorite
1: podcast app. Absolutely. All right, well, hey, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, Before I reveal our next guest, uh, if you enjoy our show, do us a favor, leave a great review on your podcast app as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show by hitting your podcast app, subscribe button. Works just like a magazine or newspaper subscription and it assures the latest show gets delivered right to your inbox uh, the moment we release it. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Daniel Shaw. Thank you, Daniel. It was a pleasure having you on, my friend. Uh, thanks for taking the time and, and scaring the crap out of us with uh, all your spider stories. Our, our next episode is gonna be in two weeks. We'll be recording on September 20th with atmospheric scientist uh, at NASA's airborne science program. Ed Teets is gonna be our guest. If you'd like to watch the recording live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, check out our YouTube channel by searching Stormfront Freaks. So for MJ, I see Maz has already left for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh, Brady uh, Brady's not here. I had him in the script, but he never showed up. So I'm just saying MJ right now, Dina, and for Daniel, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all-clear, and we'll catch you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch our shows on YouTube and Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser Radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.